Another episode of the Neoliberal Round Podcast. I am Ronaldo McKenzie. Today's episode is entitled A Short Reading from Neoliberal Globalization Reconsidered. Neocapitalism and the Death of Nations. Again, today's episode is a short reading from the preface of my new book, Neoliberal Globalization Reconsidered. Neocapitalism and the death of nations. of my upcoming book, Neoliberal Globalization Reconsidered. I've updated the title of my upcoming book, Neoliberal Globalization Reconsidered, adding neo-capitalism and the death of nations. Notice the pun, they play upon words. It's written using some prose and is a critical academic text which builds on my first book, Neoliberalism. In the meantime, Check out Neoliberalism, Globalization, Income Inequality, Poverty and Resistance. That book is available in hardcover, ebook, paperback, Audible, Nook, Kindle, iTunes, Amazon Music, etc. worldwide. If it's not at your local bookstore, they can get it for you, or you can check Amazon.com, Walmart, Target, Barnes & Noble, Palmetto Publishing, Kobo, The Audible, Nook, etc., so on and so forth. Did I say Target? The book deals with subjects concerning neo-capitalism, capitalism, the black position, Marxism, socialism, critical history, deconstructivist philosophy, neoliberal globalization, Now, today's, today's episode promises to be powerful. It promises to be powerful. As I lift up some new considerations and talking points and analysis from the book. We'll be right back after this and when we come back, we will delve into the book beginning with The Wealth of Nations.
this is the draft manuscript of my upcoming book, Neoliberal Globalization Reconsidered, Neocapitalism and the Death of Nations. Of course, I have changed or updated the title. It was Neoliberal Globalization Reconsidered, looking at from um, Neoliberal Globalization Reconsidered, and the book was looking at um, socioeconomic history of the world from the 1960s and beyond. In a, in a sense, this book continues to do that. Um, but because of the direction, the new direction of the book and the contributions from Professor Martin Oppenheimer, and um, because I am rethinking and rereading and studying some new realities and new conversations surrounding neoliberalism, I have updated the conversations. Um, the book is absolutely very, it's very philosophical, it's interdisciplinary, it's very academic. Um, a lot of the language, the language is can is technical, but but I explain a lot of of the difficult words as you read along, and it's and of course I write in prose, using literary jargon, using using Im figures, figurative expressions, and I I write in certain way, and of course, um, I studied theology, and I was a pastor, a preacher, I studied homiletics. So, and of course, I studied Greek and biblical languages and so on. So some of my framing would be influenced in terms of how I come across, how I present my ideas and my analysis. The language I use is very colorful, is very, in a sense, preachy. It's very philosophical. It's very poetic in some sense. You, you I will it's framed in a certain way that makes for interesting reading it's very passionate it's a subject that i care deeply about but um the abstract is still that it's a social it looks at the socioeconomic effects and consequences of neoliberal globalization but more so it doesn't really look at the socioeconomic effects and consequences of neoliberal globalization but it looks it analyzes the socioeconomic effects and consequences of, I'm going to say, well, yeah, neoliberal globalization, but it's not necessarily neoliberal globalization, a system that has, that's based in privilege, that has created and continued to facilitate the realities and of people today, especially, but more so, we normally, when you, when you study Marxism and, or when you study skepticism or people who look or who, who lean left, when they study societies, of course, I'm, in many ways, it's devoid of theology. It's devoid of faith and religion. I do not believe that I have to, 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 to lean left. Does it mean that I have to get rid of my theology or matters of faith? Matters of faith is not anti-Marxist or anti-left. That's the first point. Okay. Um, and... The second thing is that uh, as someone who leans left, it doesn't necessarily mean that I may not, because, you know, Bob Marley said, I'm not Marxist and I'm not capitalist. And when we talk about Marxism in the world today, you can't look to China and Russia. We're going to look at Russia in this book. We're going to delve into Russia. 
we're going to look at some of the realities of what's going on in Russia because it speaks to the whole issue of the black position or the working class or the issue of privilege and how society and the dominance that this constant drive for dominance based on privilege but this book is not power privilege because there's another book that I'm working on that looks at power and privilege that's part of the dissertation that I hope to complete and the two works that I have the first work on neoliberalism will be will form part of the conversation but power and privilege is the is the concluding work is the concluding work is book three of neoliberalism book one book two book two is the book that I'm contending for now um, and I said to you it's the socioeconomic effects and con and oh the point I was making that I had I had lost my train my my train of thought or chain of thought whichever way you bend you're bent not only Marxist or people who write in in a leftist way they talk about cap um, the working class I was making the point that when people who are who are left-leaning or who write people and of course people if you read my work or pe people will probably think that I am a leftist I don't want only leftists to read my book I want everybody to read it because it doesn't proclaim leftist I, I, because but the people who write leftists usually they talk about the nature of the working class look at the nature of the look at society and look at whose interest the nature of the the nature of class the nature of class in society and but looking at it from a socio-economic milieu but but I'm looking at groups within class because even within the working class there is still this there is this, still there is still classes within class the interplay and they talk about the interplay between classes and I look at the black and brown peoples in the world especially those which forms part of the dynamic of class dynamic of class in society but I look at black and brown peoples not just the working class but especially those who form part of the people within that work the group within that working class groups within that working class and the groups within that working class are um, the black and brown people so I begin this concept of course there's a dedication page which I said I dedicated to my dad which I've already read that so I won't read that again but I begin my this the neoliberal globalization reconsidered looking at new capitalism and the death of nations and notice the death of nations and you're gonna see why I use the death of nations as a play upon word here um, it's a play upon words, so it's very important. I said, the wealth of... ...nations were said to have derived from hard work and savings that had characterized the economies of post-industrial countries. It provided the justification for their accumulation of capital in such societies. Max Weber further theorized that this economic process was built on Christian Protestant theology of works leading to salvation. But that same wealth has been denied from certain peoples and places in the global south and the global north. Black and brown peoples in the world are the poorest 
and have been used to prop up societies of the global north. Through slave labor and later chattel labor, as production became scientific, that became their work and paid them pittance. Now their experience, black and brown peoples who form part of the poor and working class in most advanced and emerging worlds, their experience of hard work within the socioeconomic history of labor and monopoly capital has not guaranteed any significant wealth or gains. Instead, their hard work has left them comparatively poorer, vulnerable, uncompetitive, dependent, leading to their death. This death is not physical, but is a position of lack and constant tension between the forces between the forces of society that had systematically stolen their wealth through systems that degrade their labor and any gains from their work. It is the black position in the world, or the black and brown position in the world. This demise is facilitated by a neo-capitalistic system stemming from neoliberalism based in privilege and position supplied by an economic philosophy and ideology involving the effective transfer of decision-making from the working class and those peoples in places and spaces that are predominantly inhabited by black and brown peoples. Neoliberal globalization reconsidered. Neoliberal globalization reconsidered. Continues the study of the first book, Neoliberalism, Globalization, Income Inequality, Poverty and Resistance. It challenged the motif, and when we say the motif here, that neoliberal globalization was the sine qua non of prosperity and economic development for countries and peoples, and once plugged into its system, it will guarantee economic growth and development. And you can see book one, pages one to five. So, neoliberalism globalization, neoliberal, neoliberal globalization reconsidered, continues the study of the first book, neoliberalism globalization, income inequality, poverty, and resistance, it challenged the motif, which I just explained the motif, and the motif is a prevailing idea. It challenged this motif that has created, that has created the socioeconomic realities of the peoples of the global south and the black position in the world. We asserted in neoliberalism that when we hear of Caribbean today, we think of beautiful islands of paradise with sun, sea, and sand, cannabis, Bob Marley, and reggae music. Usain Bolt, I were people living out their best dreams, desires, and life. But neoliberalism questioned this prevailing view, this motif again, stating that the Caribbean is made up of dependent, vulnerable states, whose beauty is divorced from its people and enjoyed mainly by those outside of it. Further, the Caribbean represents a people who have been disrupted, detached, displaced hybridized and made into dependent capitalist states with some level of modernity to promote consumption within the neoliberal globalized world, which is largely a consumer society. However, in neoliberal globalization, we go further, exploring the realities of peoples not only in the global south, but in the global north and the world, a reality we observe as occurring based in a historical strategy of the dominant class. And when we talk about the dominant class, Capitalist societies tend to be ruled economically, socially, and politically by those who own and control productive property, the circulation of commodities, and the flow of money. It is this leading sector of oligarchs, finance capital, that now holds predominantly control in the, in the economy and in the political sphere. The dominant class as a whole rule as a plutocracy, and that's according to Johnson in a 2017 book page 15 to 19. 
You can also see G. Willem Dumhoff in the book Who Rules America. And you can also see Richard Braverman in Labor and Monopoly Capital. There's also Charles Perrault in Organizing America in their works dealing or detailing corporations as most important and dominant feature in American life today. You can also see the discussions in chapter 10 on the world now has two more global challenges which we will pick up in the book in this book but but i said however in so let me continue now however in neoliberal globalization we go further and that's from a footnote i was reading but i had to and the book clearly defines when we talk about dominant class or the ruling class or the status quo we're talking about the dominant class and we define the dominant class now so we ended by talking about um which is uh, uh Caribbean represents a people who are who have who have transplanted their dependent capitalist states to with um, with some um, with some amount of modernity, but only to promote consumption within the neoliberal globalized world, which is largely a consumer society. Now, I said, however, in neoliberal globalization, in the book, in this upcoming book, neoliberal globalization, we consider we go further. Exploring the realities of people is not only in the global south, but in the global north and the world. A reality we observe as occurring based in a historical strategy of the dominant class to realize supernormal profit through neo-capitalistic strategies that, that's entrenched in systems. It is a system that has affected black and brown peoples in the world today that questions the efficacy of their resistance and the pan-African drive for integration and economic prosperity for those of African descent. We will critically examine the socio-economic history and current realities of the world that have created the dynamics of the peoples within the global north and the global south. We will continue to inquire about the changing power dynamics at play in this neoliberal globalized world that have continued to create mixed economic results and opportunities among peoples of the world. But we will consider opportunities for the future that will upend these dynamics. This involves revisiting our initial considerations concerning neoliberalism in relation to neo-capitalism, the new capitalism within post-industrial countries and the Caribbean. Now, Professor Emeritus Dr. Martin Oppenheimer will provide an initial reassessment of neoliberalism and capitalism in the, in the world today. This is done within the broader discussions on globalization as it affects peoples in places and the dynamic that prevails today. We will begin the examination in the project, in this project, in dialogue style, redefining and conceptualizing the ways capitalism has evolved in the world over time, leading to what we have today, neo-capitalism and forms of communism, which is also neo-capitalism. Professor Oppenheimer challenges my initial considerations regarding the type of capitalism that pertains in the in, that pertains in the global south and black places or black and brown places. While he agrees with my earlier assessment that the Caribbean was dependent capitalist state was dependent was were dependent capitalist states were dependent capitalist states and I noticed an error so I have to correct it. He departs here stating that as we move into the postmodern world Dependent states are acquiring some amount of modernity. On the other hand, I argue. Ronaldo, I argue that while this is true, they like black and brown peoples in the global north, share several things in common. Their modernity has not guaranteed stability as they still remain vulnerable. 
This modernity only necessitates a kind of consumption that is, I'm repeating myself here, that is needed to, that is needed to supply the transfer of accumulation of wealth. Affirmation, affirmative action in the US, social welfare programs in social democracies like that in France and the UK, the discoveries of natural resources in, in Guyana and Jamaica, more accessibility to technology in the world and diversity in sports and entertainment have not realized significant improvements for these peoples. Even the few billionaires and millionaires in the global south and the resurgent black Wall Street of black sports stars, entertainers and their business inter interests in the US and the free world have not, have not changed the plight and position of black and brown peoples. The advances and tokenism only maintain the status quo. When we talk about the status quo, please, you can refer to the dominant class. Only So, the advances and tokenism only maintain the status quo in societies that allows for house slaves, or first, second, and third, or last place. The few tokens offer no lasting resolve or comfort to the injustices and violence within society that continues a system that keeps people down. We will highlight how Haiti, for example, today is hailed as the first black independent country. Yet they are fewer in crisis, they are forever in crisis. And while they were free and independent, they were still in debt to France for years. This has affected their development, made them one of the poorest countries in the world, and opened them up to penetration, which questions their freedom and independence. The conclusion may be that neoliberalism comes out of a liberalism that provided a new hope for peoples. Once enslaved, However, it became the idea behind capitalism, which defined the type of globalization we had seen over the last century, where countries broke down barriers to allow for free trade. But this was a strategy for capital to run free, seeking profit wherever it could. The strategy was farcical, one that became known in the 21st century as the bureaucratic phenomenon. And in my footnote, I say you can see Mackenzie, 2021 book, Neoliberalism, that's the book, book one. Um, page one to five detailing the bureaucratic phenomenon taken from the discussions by Michael Crozier. Again, the analysis of the first book posited that the Caribbean has beauty. Okay, no, sorry. Sorry, that's not where I, I said that this, that, that, um, I, let me go back to where I was. I said that the, well, this was a strategy for capital to run free, seeking profit wherever it could. The strategy was farcical. One that became known in this 21st century as the bureaucratic phenomenon, where those with advantages in the world implement a strategy involving rules to promote free trade that they were largely above and defied, yet expected the newly independent countries and peoples to follow these rules. This was the scheme that continued the advantages of the status quo at the expense of the new peoples and places who were starting at a less advantage at, at a less advantageous position given their experience with colonization and slavery. The analysis of the first book posited that the Caribbean has beauty enjoyed by those outside, while locals rely on their ability to serve the people who come from the global north or the opportunity to escape their realities, leading to brain drain. Escape, which many black and brown peoples are seeking to do, within the hoods of the global north, their places and spaces unlike the global south, which provides no tropical beauty that allows for them to serve within but must go outside to the suburbs to serve, yet they continue to serve. Therefore, neoliberal globalization continues to challenge the independence and freedoms of so-called freed and independent peoples and places, not just in the global south, but the global north, concluding that it was ceremonial, gifted to men and women through ceremonies, 
elaborate rituals that one group in society used that one group in society used to publicly demonstrate their privilege position over all symbolized in the public display of granting human rights to another set this therefore puts into proper perspective the seminal value of the black the black brown and post-colonial peoples arranged freedoms and independence because all men are supposed to be inherently free without it being gifted moreover we left the first project with unanswered questions about the efficacy of the freed people's plight for equality and prosperity with an exploration of resistance within Fanon's frame. I'm going to stop there. It is deep. That's just the preface. And the preface is actually uh, 16 pages. Sorry. The preface is actually seven, 18 pages and it will be 18 pages. I will not cut it shorter. Um, I will, this is gonna, I am, so far it's 72,000 words, I probably will add some more and then cut out some sections So the book. I was hoping for it to come out by the 28th, um, commemorating the death of my dad, because it's dedicated to my dad. But with what, with the editing and the adding, and the contributions from Martin Oppenheimer, um, the book may not, I don't envision it coming out in, in, um, by February 28th. Um, I'm doing some work on it today. Today is Wednesday or Tuesday, but um, hopefully I can fin get it wrapped up today and then send it off to Mr. Martin, the, the final draft to him, and then he will add his section, send it back to me with any comments, which, and then I will maybe make adjustments based on the comments and then quickly send it off to the publishers and then after that, um, we'll begin the wheel. But um, but this is the excerpt of the new book, which of course I am updating. Updating the, the uh, I'm not going to put too much of it out there in terms of written excerpts. I will probably talk about it, but because of copyright issues and so on, I will only make it excerpts available, and um, won't make the written. I, w I won't um, provide, I usually provide um, uh, a hard copy, a hard print um, in the Nilibor journals at the Nilibor Corporation's website, magazine, www.thenilibor.com or rinaldocmckenzie.com or LinkedIn. I usually provide um, details of um, or transcripts of the commentaries and there are several com um, audio that we need to transcribe and make available, but the ones that I but this one will not be available because I'm not. So we're trying not. To, people may we do not want this this to be copied and then included in other works. But um, this is the work, and uh, it promises to be powerful and deep. And I hope that you. Um, hopefully, we can start getting the. We will make orders available for you to put in your pre-order. Pre-orders available, but it will be available soon. In the meantime, the first book is available and it's just as passionate. Um, and the second book will continue and build on the conversations on the first book. So I advise you to get a copy of the first book. Thank you for listening to the to another episode of the Nilo Boron podcast. On Friday, we will continue with the class um, looking at Nilo uh, looking at Caribbean thought, where I teach as an adjunct lecturer at the Jamaica Theological Seminary, a powerful school. And please donate to the school www.jts.edu.jdm.jm 
jts.edu.jm visit them see what they're about as they um, empower Caribbean minds to take on the world um, also please donate to the Nibble Corporation um, and invest in what we're doing we invite investment into what we're doing the, the second book we need investments the first book we are going to revise it um, we and there is a market for that book but we need we need your help to to make this book available um, in other in the, in the Caribbean which is not as available right now and um, and it served as a text in several colleges so um, we invite you to invest in the book. We invite you to invest into the, in the Nelubo Around podcast. You can go to anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M slash the neoliberal. And the neoliberal is spelled again, T-H-E-N-E-O-L-I-B-E-R-A-L um, slash support, the neoliberal slash support. We're available on iHeartRadio, uh, anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, the Audible, Radio Public, um, Pocket Casts. Um, we are available on Podvine, PA Adverb. We are available on all major um, podcast platform. And of course, some of, of the podcasts are in video on the Spotify platform. We also have a community page where you can communicate, participate in the poll. And we ask questions on certain podcasts. We also have a YouTube channel. Visit our YouTube channel Renaldo, um, at the Nailuba around by Renaldo McKenzie. We have some of our, some of the, the lectures, full lectures, summarized lectures in video. You can check them out. Um, and the latest interview I did with um, Brian Conkainen talking about Haiti. Of course, yesterday I did a podcast, and um, you may want to check that out, um, where I sang and provided music and prayed for the people of the world. We are all about serving the world today to solve tomorrow's challenges by making popular always the monopoly. This podcast episode is available on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, The Audible, Amazon Alexa, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Podvine, The Adverb, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, and RenaldoCMcKenzie.com, and also TheNailyPod.com. Subscribe for free on any stream and donate to us at anchor.fm slash thenailiberal slash This podcast is created and hosted by Ronaldo McKenzie, yours truly, author of Neoliberalism, Globalization, Income Inequality, Poverty and Resistance, adjunct professor at the Jamaica Theological Seminary and doctoral student at Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Ronaldo is working on several book projects and journals including Neoliberal Globalization Reconsidered, Academic Textbook, and Reimagining Peoples Within Critical Race Theory, Not Thinking Race, but Moving Away from a Victim Approach to a Hero Approach. And of course, the final project, the Caribbean Thought Journal of Lectures, towards developing a Caribbean Thought Academic Journal. Visit us at thenailable.com. Telephone us at 267-317-9202. Email us at renaldocmckenzie at gmail.com. Renaldomckenzie at icloud.com. Renaldo.mckenzie at jts.edu.jm. Or info at thenailable.com. Follow us on Twitter at Ronaldo McKenzie or the Neil Broker. So on and so forth. Now.